1: Guardians, tonight on the Destiny Show podcast, we return for another amazing episode with an incredible guardian from the Destiny 2 community. We invite Tech Stomper on the show to share his Destiny 2 journey and we'll learn all about his YouTube channel, his achievements with getting movies of the week, his YouTube journey, and so much more. We'll share Tech Stomper's story, discuss the future of Destiny 2, the latest news from Bungie, and so much more. Guardians, thank you for joining us. It is Friday night. And you got my co-host, Shadow Price. What is up, my friend?
2: Yeah, just another day living the dream. Um, Yeah, just excited to be here tonight. Um, Coffee-fueled. I just had some coffee, so I'm ready and roaring to go. Let's do
1: this.
3: Gotta have nice. coffee.
1: Gotta have coffee. I, I I, was telling Tech Stomper before the show, I was like, I, I need my coffee. You gotta <laughs> wait for me. I'm making some coffee. I'm sorry. I do that with every guest. Coffee here. Get your coffee. <laughs> Tech Stomper, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm nervous as just can be. I my my ADHD is just through the roof right now, and I can feel my heart just going boom 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 boom. <laughs> so, if, so
1: if I giggle awkwardly, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what you were saying at the end of the we'll show. We'll
4: take your uh, temperature right? and your pulse at the end.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a temperature check as we go along.
4: <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm just. It's always awesome to be up like in other like just help, talking to people about destiny and everything because I rarely get to do it. And so it's always it's always awesome.
1: So Tech Stomper is a destiny content creator, and and we're going to learn much more about your journey in this game, how you got started and so much more. We're going to invite you on for our discussion with the Guardians where you get to share your story and and get nice. to learn more about you and who you are. And I'm curious to kick things off. How did you get your start in destiny? What was that first day like for you? Uh, Well, I
4: got it started when Activision was doing this. uh, Activision was doing this not deal or whatever, but they were like, hey, if you play our game within this week, you get to keep destiny for free. And I like free things. So this wasn't when it went free to play with Bungie. This is literally like, hey, play our game and then we'll just give it to you for free or whatever. You get to keep it. So I was like, "This is cool, so I just kept playing well, I found that out and whatnot, and I started playing it, and I really loved the the like atmosphere of all the planets and everything and i when I did was doing the red war campaign i I loved goal I just I was just he was such a good boss and everything. it was just so nice but Absolutely. yeah, ever since then I've just been stuck playing destiny <laughs> not stuck but like you know what i mean i'm playing destiny for like something to have right <laughs> yeah it's like it's not yeah yeah it's it's awesome though i've made a lot of friends and everything with it
1: that's really cool and i i didn't even i don't remember did they when did they have that promotion where november you november
4: 2018
1: wow <laughs> so did you play destiny one or nope not? <laughs> never touched Man. it Experience. never never
4: never played destiny one
1: so, oh wow. You know, I've been curious coming in as a player who hasn't played through the Destiny 1 content. How does it feel to go through the Vault of Glass for the first time for you?
4: It was very pretty, but looking like there was just it it was very it was very pretty and the I I love I'm an <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but there's like a thing called like an audio file where I love sounds. I always wanted to be like a Foley artist, right? Couldn't really do that, though, because of where I live. Um, But but uh, Vault of Glass has like one of the best sounds and music mm-hmm. in the in the rain, in my opinion, especially with the oracles like I can do. I can do oracles. I'm one of those people that can do oracles without like I can listen to them. Like like I can listen to it without having to be like, OK, it was there, there, there. I can just stand in the spot, listen to each pitch of the oracles and be like, OK, it was there, 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 because I just yeah, love the sound of them. a different
2: pitch. You're right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I and will if, say. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do think D1 was like more, more prettier, in my opinion, like getting the boss room because everything's a lot more vibrant, but everything's a lot more clear in Destiny 2. So I feel like I can see why they did that yeah way more
2: refined um what i was going to say about the oracles was that that pitch or that tone that tune that it uh, plays is basically the opening note to destiny if i'm not mistaken it's the opening like you know um uh, the theme the theme song well i think the guardian
4: song yeah yeah, that's cool Mm -hmm. i did not know that i should have probably figured that out actually (laughs) yeah
1: I just learned something interesting today from the weekly update, or I should say yesterday when the update came out. But um, they said that the soundtrack was the most popular music release on Apple. It's really like, interesting that like it was that popular.
4: Like the Lightfall OST or? Yeah, the Lightfall OST.
1: Oh, I got to remember to do download
4: that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you should have a link already. That bunch yeah. you sent you because you got the collector's edition. Let's mm-hmm. go, collector's
4: edition. Let's go. Got the got the fish.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I haven't
2: opened it yet. Has any? Have Ooh. you guys opened it yet?
4: I I opened mine a long time ago. I the only the only destiny things I get are the collector's editions and the rings. And what I what will about, say this: what about the ray jackets. You get the ray jackets. I, I can barely afford. I'm I, I I I save up for the collector's edition. I could I could not. I I put a hole through my wallet if I bought yeah. the raid jack because I'm Canadian, so it's the price of the thing oh, times yeah. two. Okay. Times two. So yeah. Because of shipping and it's wild. That's right.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for international guardians who have to deal with higher shipping costs and not just higher cost, but it's like sometimes double if not more.
4: The collector's edition cost me 600 dollars no
3: Get out. because
4: because not only was it 250 it was then that was usd so it was like 300 something uh when it got when because can, canadian money is worth less than american money by like a couple like 75 cents is to a, a dollar or something so that was 300 plus the shipping then cost 250 which adds up again to another 300 oh so that's what are like yeah, so that's what I got to deal with. <laughs> so the more expensive something is, the higher the shipping is, and it just gets worse <laughs> From then the on, shipping, oh,
3: that's- the shipping.
1: And Shadow Price was <laughs> complaining about the $30 shipping fee. I don't feel bad <laughs> anymore. I feel <laughs> bad for
3: you guys, but you know. Has As it... For-
2: Hasn't it got a little better though? Didn't they like release an update where this to their shipping costs
4: I t- and things like that? No, I don't, I don't know if I, I hope that'd be nice. Wow. Cause it's not like it's their fault. Like for the shipping, it's just, it's just how it is. Like for, like for yeah. most, for most custom items. Right. It's just the, the shipping, like the people that it's- mail is just.
2: Yeah. Because you're shipping to all over the world and everything and whatever contractual obligation you have with those shipping Mm -hmm. companies, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think they still have a responsibility to maintain a fair way for you to purchase items from them, especially if you're such a big fan of the game where you're going to go out and spend money at at the bungee store. Hmm. I just, you know, I think that there is a level of responsibility there and there's got to be some way, you know, it's got to be something. But we're not here to talk about the bungee store Team.
3: <laughs>
1: no, no, no. We want to learn more about you, my friend. So tell us more about who you are as a content creator. How did your journey on YouTube begin? since you started playing destiny
4: well with with the start of my content was been I've been doing this since I was like 14 15 but I didn't really like fully get into it um until I could get an actual setup that wasn't just a laptop but when it came to destiny was I just I was just playing it so much that I wasn't recording any. Like I wasn't recording anymore because because for the longest time before that, I would play like other games, just play with other people or whatever, and try and collab and do funny moments and everything. And with like Minecraft, gigantic, uh, brawl hall, just a bunch of those games. And then Destiny Two came around, and then nobody wanted to play it with me. Um. So then I didn't. I wasn't able to record for a good. Uh couple like a month or so and then i was like then i found out about the discord like lfg like uh server and i started making funny moments out of that because usually i was like oh well if these are bad lfgs then it'll just be funny content and if they're good lfgs it'll be even better um and so i've really gotten to a flow now of of just the funny moment lfgs where i just do raids and everything with random people and then just turn it into to content that way and then every once in a while i'll make an animatic of the the seasonal story or the 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 dlc story
5: uh, that i think is cool and i've made i've made three so far and i have a fourth one on the way that's brilliant
4: uh
1: number one i just think that's such an awesome idea now I have so many questions as a follow-up because, I mean, LFG, it is just, it's like a salad. You don't really know what you're getting. You can get a wide variety. You can get tomatoes. You can get cucumbers. You can get some bacon or some chicken. You don't know what you're getting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Every bite can be a little different. So I'm curious, what is the craziest most out there experience that you've had with LFG trying to make a video do you have any moment that like stands out for you
5: well a bad one was my day day one vow um uh i
4: have i this is a little bit of context i suffer from partial awareness seizures which means i'm still awake when they happen i don't shake or anything but i get like feels like i have like a truck hitting me um, and that has caused me to get a lot of anger issues and I do warn people and I do apologize for my actions because I do, uh, I know it's all, uh, it's not their fault or anything, but, uh, uh, during that time was when we were at Ralk, um, they kept just shooting the, they kept just shooting the Ralk's glaive, you know? even though it was just supposed to be me and another guy. And we were Mm. at there for seven hours. We were at that for seven hours. Um, I didn't get day one because of that. But when. um, uh, Even and so I lost it and everything, and then I actually got that was just the worst LFG experience was just these one guys trying to gaslight me. The best one, though, is actually just happened to me. Um, About two weeks ago, uh, I met like these amazing people and for like a good we were just doing triumph runs just all subclasses all this all clan run all uh let's get the encounter triumphs done and right off the get go for some weird reason i said um <laughs> i said widowy like because cuz i'd just been listening to that that meme or whatever was like what are we hitting the gritty and then everyone in the clan or everyone in the the discord was just like for a good 4 hours just kept saying widowy like the entire time we <laughs> We got the raids done, but for some weird reason, that one sticks in my head because it's just a bunch of six dudes just getting stuff. We were getting stuff done, and we were basically just saying widow-we the entire time, like "widowie, widowie, you go here, we. <laughs> <laughs> I was just They're going like, "What just happened?" How do we and not have the gritty? Oh uh, yeah, we we did it oh. perfectly. We got we got each run each run done. It took us like we were just there for four six hours getting like. We did, we did five, six raids. Like just again, we got all the tri- triumphs done that everyone needed and it was just awesome.
1: That's epic. Yeah, I think we, we've had a pretty mixed experience with LFG and I think Shadow Price can attest to that. I think we've had okay. some really great runs and then like some runs. Day ones, they don't work with LFG very well, at least not for us. Maybe it's me. I don't know but I, I have not had the best of luck with lfg when it
4: com- when it comes to lfgs my rule is if you don't if you're just looking for it make it cuz it doesn't you're never going to see them again like they don't matter like if you have an amazing time do that right but if they start like doing stuff um and you can't just figure it out just have them leave kick them out kick them out of the lfg if they're ruining the experience there's like a million other people that play destiny And if you're having a bad time and you've joined, just leave too. just that's what I do as well. I just say I just leave and I know they'll they'll say whatever. They'll say whatever, but it doesn't matter anymore. I'm gone. I can't hear them. Don't don't stay in the call. Just leave and then leave the LFG. And that's helped me a lot. And when it comes to Destiny 2 LFGs, I look, I have specific rules again when it comes to the because I don't have friends, a lot of friends that are good at the game. So I'm stuck kind of LFGing, right? um especially for day ones i don't look for the people that are like know what to do i've like all solo flawlesses, all flawlesses, and everything because because in my opinion day one raids aren't that hard than what most people are putting them out to be like i was i was applying for this one this for this this one lfg and they were like hey you have to solo you have to solo Galron without any of the meta weapons. Oh, and we won't tell you how, and you got to do it within 30 minutes. I just left a media. I'm like, what is what is the point of this? The raid's not going to be that difficult. We're all going to be using meta weapons. And they're like, oh, we just need to see if you're if you're good at the game. I'm like, I am good at the game. I'm also good at talking to people, and you're putting me in a solo thing. Like, I get I get needing flawlesses in previous day ones. But it's just it's just like, why are some people so insane with that, man? Like you do you. But so I really try to find those people that are just like, hey, have day ones, have some flawless raids, maybe a couple trios, because, again, you're still working with people in trios. And then that usually helps me out a lot. You just got to, like, set rules for LFGs, I think, in my opinion.
1: Thank you for this. I think it actually gave me. A uh, very strong realization that I have been just too nice.
3: Yeah, just go, do you know how so...
1: I spent my LFG?
5: <laughs> How'd you do that, Korn?
1: I played concierge. I was pretty much putting uh, together like six groups in the Discord. Oh, no. Making sure everybody had a group of six to
6: play with. <laughs> didn't look at raid reports. Didn't
1: didn't ask them to solo Galron. Yeah. Didn't ask him to do a solo Lost Sector. Nothing. Just <laughs> come on over.
6: Yeah, so that think, works. Um,
1: the lesson learned is that I, I have been too nice. And next year, <laughs> Guardians, you better be ready. You better be ready to solo some shit. Because uh, we're gonna. <laughs>
4: that's what you took from it. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. This is great. Baptism so, by fire. Yeah. I I'm of the opinion that just don't be an asshole, but don't be like a pushover either. Like try to try to enjoy yourself. But if people are just ruining the experience, like I know sometimes I ruin the experience and then I, when I realize it, I just apologize and leave. Like, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. Not a fit for this LFG. Very sorry. You guys. Uh, Sorry. I couldn't meld well with you guys. And then I just leave. It's like some just there's so many people playing Destiny 2 you're not going to meld with everyone. It's just about it's just about finding the people that you do meld with. And I think Corin you've made like a good experience of like your Discord too and your clan because I've played with some of the people in your clan and most of them
5: well just the ones I've I've played with have all been just really good people.
1: Try. We try. We we definitely try to build something that is really cool for everybody because, frankly, I thought about, like, what is the experience that I would want for to have that is currently missing in the community? And I definitely felt like there is a gap.
6: And in my mind,
1: it was a very clear... Idea of what needed to be done in order to build a better place, but it's just a matter of like really having the platform. And we've grown that quite a bit in the past year, I would say. Um, so we had that. So then it was a matter of just like learning how do you build it all out, right? Um, part of it was getting help from people who knew more about Discord than I did. It was really funny, I'll tell you because we had people boosting our server before I even knew what boosting a server meant (laughs) or even said anything about that. That's awesome. It was like 30 people. It was like something ridiculous. And it was like, Holy crap. Like people really love what we're doing. So um, it's really cool to hear that. And uh, you know, we always have a place for all guardians to hang out and you can come hang out, join the clan if you want. You don't have to. You know, you have clans. Some people have clans. I get that. Um, and we do also have a LFG system. And we're not going to be here promoting the podcast. I promise uh, we're going to be talking about more stuff tonight. So I'm, I'm curious back to you. You created 116 YouTube videos on your channel. What was your favorite one? Do you have any video that really stands out to you?
4: Yeah, it was actually made just a month ago. I've really been like kind of over this past year, been hitting a stride, I'd say, um, in terms of content. But the, the, the this about a month ago, I'm kind of sad because I was, I was trying to get movie of the week with it. It just never happened, I guess. But it was an animatic with like... uh. 12 different people and you've heard of couple like do you know who Aslar is like like I, it was just like everyone it was a multi animator project where i made i was like i made the story based off a song called um Tote Musica or Tot Musica which is from the one piece anime um and it's just visceral and it's like it just as soon as i heard it all i could think about was the witness so and when i saw what the lightfall was about I got this all planned, and then I released it when Lightfall came out, and it was just this animatic where I was like, "Okay, here's the story." It's it's slightly generic, just so people like I didn't like I was like, "This is what you just need to draw," like sort of wise, but you can like change it around if you talk to me and everything. And so I had like a bunch of people, like my girlfriend Sol Theta, uh, friend Safe Hex, Hex, there's a bunch of amazing artists. And then they would send me the drawings and I would edit them together and everything to make this cohesive story and amazing just like sort of battle. And it's just, again, background music with the tote with the top musica. And it's just it's it was so good and amazing. And I truly like uh, it was it was it came out way smoother than I thought it would be because it had been my first try. And I think, honestly, this is not to like say anything, but I think it's the literal first of its kind because a lot of communities have this. But I uh, researching, I could not find a single Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 has like zines, if you know what those are. Bunch of bunch of artists get together, just draw some images and then put them in a book sort of. But nobody had made an animatic with just a bunch of artists before, as far as I could see, in the Destiny 2 um
5: community. So I was really happy to make that and happy that it went so well.
6: What's um
2: <clears throat> what what what's basically an animatic? Is that just like a um is that it's,
3: like a sorry.
4: animated like video? An animatic is animation, but it's not in the sense of like you take one singular picture and then you like just move it around. You don't like keep making a bunch of photos. So it's sort of it's sort of between a storyboard and an, and an animation where a storyboard is mm. just like all these all these a- f- a static photos. But with an animatic, you take those photos and have them maybe as like separate layers. And then provide animation to sort of give a sort of view. It's um there's keyframes in animation, right? Like there's the like you don't you then there's like I, I'm not too sure about the wording. Basically you take static photos, you give them movement in the editing process.
2: Kind of like what Bungie does in like some of their um in those cutscenes that are yes. animated and anything yes. is that okay so it's kind of like along the same principles then. yeah
4: basically yeah that's okay. what yeah that's that's a way thank you that's a way better description what Bungie does for their cutscenes, i really way like better. Those. I, I actually yeah.
2: really like those a lot
4: yeah i basically make those and everything they're not as like pretty because sometimes i'm just like i need just to get this out because it's all sketchy but the the tot destiny one was just beautiful because it was a lot it was more people. So you could just focus on like the little things or whatever, rather than like thinking of the whole working by yourself on the, on the entire thing. You, we had 12 people doing just a, like four lines
5: each or two lines and whatnot.
6: That's pretty and, awesome.
1: Uh, you also got movies of the week, correct?
5: Yeah.
4: I've gotten two. Oh, um, wow very cool i'm trying for a third <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta get it now tell us about the first one that you won the first one was i didn't even know movie of the week was a
4: thing i just made the video because um uh ruinous effigy one of my favorite guns had just come out and everyone was doing the meme come on and slam right well, that week when it came out, uh, momentum control was on. And one of the beautiful things about momentum control is there's no radar. I hate radar so much. Momentum controls the best cu- crucible, crucible game mode. But because of this, I was, I would kill people with ruinous effigy, termine them into balls. Uh, hide behind a corner because when you have the ruinous fg ball you're in third person <coughs> hide behind a corner and then when they ran up i would kill them with the slam because <laughs> mm. they, couldn't, they couldn't see me but i could see them and i just did all that a lot and a couple it's like a minute long video um where i just killed like did a montage of me killing things with the the ruinous FG ball. And then just uh, putting backtrack music of the come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. (laughs) Goth would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, I didn't know what movie the week was. They were just like, they, they, they messaged me on Twitter or something and they were just like, yeah, just put your bungee ID in the, in the, um, Video and we'll just give you an emblem. I'm like, this is cool as heck. What the heck is this? So now, now I've become addicted to gathering. I also got artists of the week, but we—that th- was through the help of my girlfriend, soul Theta, because she's drawn amazingly and everything. And I was the one that kind of like, I she, she has a bad time with memes, but what she drew was a meme and everything. So it was the uh, the
6: funk walk, uh, with with. Orcs and everything. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Mm. I love that.
1: Like, I love the fact that you got movies of the week before it was even something that you knew about. Yep. <laughs> like, I think that's pretty epic that you got that. Now, Out of curiosity, did you know what a TWAB was?
4: No, that was how I found out about the TWAB. That was Up until this point, I hadn't really been a part of the community that much. I was just, because when I first started playing Destiny 2, it was just kind of a side thing because um, I mostly was playing Gigantic. I really love Gigantic. I'm so sad about it. I'm so sad about it dying. But I would play like SCP or Minecraft or all this other stuff. And so Destiny 2, I, it would just be a video every once, like like it would be regular game and then Destiny 2, regular game and then Destiny 2. But then, yeah, I just started making, just played a lot more uh, Destiny 2, and then it just became Destiny 2 videos. And then I'm trying to find, yeah, it was two years ago, how it feels to use the new exotic. And then that's when I found out about,
6: uh, um, about the TWAB and everything. Cause, yeah, I was just told
5: epic. by a dev I was yeah, the devs was just like just put hashtag movie of the weekend and your bungee ID and you're good.
4: <laughs>
1: Love that. Get to get movies of the week, that's amazing.
4: It's hard, man. I've only gotten it like once every year. Like I <laughs> only once a year. Just <laughs> no, you want to talk about easy. My girlfriend's got three movie of the weeks, two artists of the weeks, a fuck a, a fashion of the week. She makes it look easy, man. She's wild. It's wild, it's wild. <laughs>
1: Man, they don't even return my emails, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can't even get them to say hello. Uh, oh, we're going to work on that, I promise. You'll get there. So, Guardians, now I'm, I'm curious, on a slightly different topic, what are some challenges that you had to go through along the way as a content creator? I mean, you, you've been doing YouTube for a while now. You have over a hundred videos. what's it like to be a youtuber who is up and coming and trying to get out there and noticed?
5: It sucked
1: because
4: I didn't know how to be a youtuber like I still don't and i'm it's only until this past year that I started um one of my one of my main issues was that I didn't really give like any. Attention, right? I was just like, oh, if I just make a bunch of videos, it'll be fine. Something, something will like click, and then I'm golden from there, right? But it wasn't up until like this year where I started doing the animatics and my own thumbnails and everything. I started doing them two years ago, but I've really developed a style for them. Um, but the hardest thing I've gotten is trying to collab with people. Man, the Destiny Two community is like like tight knit it is very hard to become a destiny creator because you are just everyone's just kind of their own like yeah everyone talks to each other vibes on twitter but everyone's kind of got their own like hole that they sit in with a bunch of other people but yeah one thing i've really noticed is yeah it's just really hard to find people to make videos with because a lot of my content, for like I said, is LFG. But I really want to start like doing routine videos of just funny moments with regulars, like you know the like you know how the Jez has travel Danielle and Dado. I'd love to do videos like those, but it's just like <laughs> it's like you're either big in Destiny Two as a content creator or you're just stuck there. It's like it's like I swear to god there's no in between. You'll just blow up immediately once the Destiny 2 community finds out about you if you just keep like making good content or it, like you start doing like just whatever and you're just kind of slowly trickling there I
1: guess.
5: But like, trying to play with others is in, is insane and that's a big issue I've had.
1: For as many people as you meet in the community who are going to be very close-minded and and not open to working with others, you will be surprised at how many people out there who are willing to give you a chance and work with you. And as long as you're consistent and you're putting out good content, I think that you're going to be successful.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: The the problem is when people give up or when they maybe focus on the wrong things, right? But if you have something that you truly believe in, I feel like you can definitely make it work um, by going out there and diversifying, too. Like, go go mm-hmm. talk to a bunch of people. Don't talk to one person.
4: Yeah. And yeah that's what i learned through the animatic too is like i was just like oh they're not gonna i just had i just had a whole like at first i was like nobody's gonna want to join on this this sounds stupid they don't know who i am and then i just my my girlfriend she's more out there and everything so she was like, I'll talk to people. And then this people started saying yes. And then I was like, OK, let me try. And then just a bunch of people just kept saying yes and everything. And I was like, man, a lot of people like actually making stuff. So that's that's when the like, like, like you bring up, um, like start just start throwing yourself out there. Um, Like I wouldn't be on this podcast if I if I didn't have that mentality now of just it doesn't hurt to ask like at all. <laughs> Right. We're living proof. (laughs) So. (laughs) So it's just, it's like, that's, and that's what I've realized with YouTube. I'll during LFGs, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll shill. I'll be like, Hey guys, can you do me a solid? And it doesn't like, I was like, can you check out my YouTube channel? I've made 30 subscribers in the past month alone. That's the most I've ever made in a single month just by asking people, Hey, can you check out my channel? And now I'm like 30, now I'm like 23
5: away from a thousand subs and it's wild.
1: Well, bravo. Congratulations on that. You've done what most people would dream of doing. Not looking at me. (laughs) I only have like, what, what what do we have? 12 people, 13 on YouTube.
4: Yeah. Don't look at our YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. But you guys. You guys are more on Spotify and everything, though, right? That's the.
1: We don't post.
3: I'm not there yet.
1: Baby steps. Mm. I I do have an idea or something that I think we're going to make. Because somebody asked, where's your trailer? And my response was, well, we don't have one. And I came to realize that, like. We've been doing the podcast for all these years, and we never made a trailer. So I think we're going to take snippets of our favorite guests and our favorite interviews, and we're going to make a proper trailer. And I I think that we're going to launch that with a proper YouTube. So TBD on that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, God. We're going to make that happen. DJ Styles Gaming, thank you so much for the gifted subs. Appreciate you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. That is really cool. I'm still around what these things even mean. We're <laughs> pro we're, uh-huh. we're pro gamers, really. The
5: best game.
4: Best watch gamers out. around.
5: So watch out Salt Greppo.
6: You're next.
1: Next <laughs> stomper. I'm I'm curious. If we can revisit any moment from destiny's past where would you want to go back in an upcoming season
5: titan but not the oil rig i want to go to the biodome, bungie why did you i will i will
4: fight bungie i will fight the phillipers because because i will always remember that back to back to me playing like the the story campaign of the destiny 2 i will always remember feeling just betrayed because i was like oh yeah the oil rig this area that we're in is just it's just the starting area and then the because t- the, when the tanks when you get a tank and then you you go in you see this giant forest just surrounded by water in the biodome and i'm like that's where we're gonna be and then it's like nope the whole point of titan is just this oil rig and i'm like i'm like put us put us put us let me go in the forest
1: bungee let me go in the forest please <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm like,
1: I want to go in the forest. I know where Shadow Price wants to go.
2: Yeah, you already know where I want to go.
1: <laughs> There's two places. <laughs> One, Leviathan.
2: No. Yes. We've already no, been there, mom. what? No, 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 no. <laughs> no Leviathan. We've already no, been to Leviathan. No, I want, um, I want Venus back. That's, that's fair. Because I just, I loved Venus. I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah, we got the Vogue. We got vault of glass but i just thought venus as a destination was just so pretty um it just like and the music the music on venus is just the best just like you were saying vault of glass like during the oracle encounter and things like that like some of that music on venus was amazing like when you in the nexus strike the music that played the vex song it was called The Vex. That was the name of the title track. <laughs> and it Beautiful. was so good. Oh, my God. The, the music was just the bass when that bass was just like going along. And it just like, oh, man, it was so wonderful. It was amazing. That's awesome.
1: So I think that because Tech Stomper never experienced the death Zamboni. It needs mm. to come back. Some oh, yeah. what? As a guardian, you have to experience death the death sampling in The Wrath of the Machine. Wrath. What? Wrath of the Machine.
4: Is that like Trevor? or
2: No. Oh, that's Trevor on steroids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this makes Trevor look like playing with Barbie dolls. For some weird
4: reason, when you guys said death sampling, all I could think about is that sparrow racing image I keep seeing of the forklift, and
1: I'm just like... <laughs> Craze, <laughs> how would you describe the Death Samboni?
2: Um, just like how it, is, it sounds. It's this big rolling wall of death. Let's just say that. A big rolling wall of death. There's no other way to describe it. <laughs>
4: Oh, what is, oh, it's from Wrath of the Machine. What's From Wrath of the Machine. Yeah. That is literally just a death, Samboni. What the, I thought you guys were like making a, like, not a
2: joke. It is like a rolling wall of death.
1: Okay. That, what the what heck is, is legit? that And it needs to come back because if you haven't experienced it, that's wild. You, you, you're missing out.
2: Yeah. That raid just had, oh my God. It was visually, I think, one of the best looking raids. Um, personally. It really was. The it contrast really was. of colors and things like that, you know, just like it, it snowed in the opening area. It was like a blizzard going on. Like it was just it was just so many cool themes in that raid, I would say. But I I'll tell you what. I've grown very fond of Val Val uh, of Disciple in yeah. Destiny too. That is a very pretty raid too. Like some of the architecture of that raid is impressive. Like,
4: big, impressive. We'll say, I think Rue of the Nightmares is now the prettiest raid of like all time. That one's pretty, too. Uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, Bungie,
2: like, their they're, they're world artists are incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's- they never
3: fail.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a really pretty raid. I can't help to feel like there is a missed opportunity with uh, Sparrow Racing. <laughs> i just like all i can imagine is like why are we not doing more sparrow racing in the root of nightmares because like the way that environment is built out can you just imagine can't do more sparrow racing because we got sparrow racing
4: in the vex network with that one with that new uh that'd be cool though that be I actually, I actually thought that there was going to be more Sparrow racing too. So Cause of that many maps
2: that they could use for <laughs> Sparrow racing. Now they could, the Vex, they could use the Vex network. You could use Root of nightmares. You could use Vow. You could, or, you know, the swamp area and like, yeah,
4: here's the kicker. They don't even need new maps. You could literally just use the Vex networks, like low thing with the blue path and just create different pathways. Yeah, it's you like the Popsy dungeon.
2: You can use it's that like, too. It's <laughs> like, like, what the
3: heck? Yeah.
2: yeah. There's so
4: many places that I you I feel can like spare racing should come back as like an event. Like, like, like yeah. Levante brings it, it back. It should come back during the dawning. Like it did when it first was introduced. No, I'd be so screwed because I have to bake a thousand cookies every time. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe then after the dawning. You know. I think the Sparrow Racing would go best with the 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 Reckon. What is it called? The Revelry? Revelry. The Revelry?
2: Revelry. Or Guardian Games? Oh, how about Guardian Games? How about putting Sparrow Racing and Guardian Games, Bungie, make it happen. That's that a competition would that would work. <laughs> Absolutely. So that would work. here's yeah. an idea.
1: This gave me an idea. What if Bungie creates an expansion or like a mini DLC? much like the 30th anniversary pack and what you get with it is you get the uh, wrath of the machine raid and maybe you get some of those areas from that expansion
6: yeah but all the raids that came
4: from d1 aren't they free yeah i was gonna say that yeah, I was gonna say that. Probably that that alone just wouldn't work with that because yeah, they've already said that reprised raids are free. Yeah,
3: right. There.
4: Okay. God was free, Kings Falls free, so it would only
3: make yeah, sense.
1: Never mind. But, I'm just trying to make them more money, Bungie. I will take my <laughs> sponsorship. Thank you very much. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're 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 paying enough money, but I thought they could potentially make. An expansion where they can use some of the content from Rise of Iron. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a story that they can use. And repeat Iron Lords I are back know. in. But we're gonna we're gonna stay tuned for that. And we'll definitely <laughs> keep everybody posted. And speaking of upcoming seasons, we have some things coming up, and we had a pretty big article from Bungie that we're going to dive into a little bit later on in the show. But for the time being, I'm curious. Season 21 is coming up at the end of May. What do you all want to see in the next season? Beyond what we read in the articles, beyond what we know that's coming, what are some of the things that would really make season 21 impactful for you both?
4: Me winning a third movie of the week. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: so no.
1: No. <laughs> i'm sorry i saw that that's all i can say that's okay um, I, I get it i get it i i would
4: i would honestly i'm i'm screwed um because some of the clan mates in my just love leaks and they're actually playing I'm, i don't i this is all i'm gonna say is they're playing leak bingo now because of how many of them have come true and now i'm just i'm just like i can't really say anything because they're all biased because of what my friends keep talking about and i'm like god i'm like excited but it's i what i'd like to come back like or at least what is, should come is i'd love to see another exotic auto rifle i just love auto rifles like i
5: you can never go wrong with an auto rifle <laughs>
1: That, yeah, let, you know,
5: I agree. Also, let me have Tommy's matchbook, but not burn me, please. Why does it need to burn me?
1: I think you brought up an interesting point where, like with auto rifles, I really wish that Soros regime was brought up to where, like, in the game. It used to be pretty good until then I, th- I think 16. it's gotten
2: better because what is it? Yeah, there's been an auto rifle buff
4: recently. I do yeah, twenty okay. percent.
2: Yeah, a good amount. So, I, I've noticed the auto rifles in Crucible doing more damage. I've been using my um, my Strand auto rifle. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I got it from Rufus. Silver
4: Ruf- or Rufus's Fury. Rufus's, that's it. Rufus's ah, Fury. Rufus,
1: Rufus's, yeah,
4: yeah. I love all auto rifles. I don't know why.
1: I think. I think for me, I personally want for. Bungie to give us a little bit more
6: with Endgame like I feel like we
1: get a raid once a year right but after that I feel like there's not quite enough for us to really get enough and I don't believe we're getting a raid in season 21 correct
4: no, we're getting a dungeon. We're getting oh, we're its getting raid dungeon. dungeon. It's raid dungeon, raid dungeon. They've this was like this was like before just before they released Lightfall. They were like it's a raid, then a dungeon next season, then a raid, then a dungeon next season.
2: Oh yeah, the raid the next raid, that's a reprise destiny. Yeah, it'll 1, be raid. it'll be a reprise, yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: Which one which one are we getting next? We don't know.
6: We're getting,
5: oh, we're getting a dungeon next because we got to raid this season.
4: Do we know where that dungeon is going to be? Did the
2: leaks no, they haven't. tell anything?
4: Did the leaks say anything? <laughs> I, I don't like discussing leaks for the sheer fact that unless there's like a specific area, but but as far as I'm aware, the leaks do show where they are, but I, I completely forget. We do yeah. know the season. It's called <laughs> we, the season don't want of the deep. Leaks.
3: Don't want season of leaks. the deep. But we can <laughs> speculate, right? <So laughs> we can those speculate. Are we, yeah.
6: we know.
1: We can't be wikileaks Well, we already the the,
5: the drown in the deep guardian. What is the yeah. deep? Is the the is the,
2: the deep that's fundament. That's the like uh, when it was in the books of sorrow on fundament when um uh, and uh Zero Wrath and Oryx, they all made the pact with the uh, the worm, the worm god, and everything. Yeah, so I had a
1: totally different theory. I had Bungie's gone way too deep. Uh, what I what I already can tell,
4: like before the leaks even happened, you know the you know that hand cannon that got advertised that people were like, where the f- is the hand cannon, Bungie? Where's the hand cannon? Um, it shares similar similar art pattern to the graffiti on Titan. Because mm. there is some graffiti on Titan and everything that's just like—is yeah. that a hand cannon we're getting next season or something? Yeah, because people were complaining too much uh, that they were like, "Where's this hand cannon, Bungie? This hand cannon's in the Lightfall. Why is it?" And Bungie was like, "It's next season." People were oh, like, "Oh Why yeah, do you-? I remember that. I remember that." Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it it shares similar graffiti with Titan. So I'm like, if we go back to Titan, then maybe the deeps on Titan now. Like there's like, cause I want to see the Leviathan man. What's up with that fish, the long boy in the soup. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That kind of makes sense a little bit. Also, we have the planets back cause we, we took the, we took all the planets. I don't know if it's been lore wise, but Root of nightmares is literally there's, you can see Titan and Vec Venus and all these other planets that the witness has taken And we're just like, yep. Now we can move these. That's fun.
2: (laughs) Wait, during the planets phase, that that that
4: that was signifying. Yeah. Oh wow. Those are like those are like all the planets. Yeah.
2: The planets and moons, right? Because Titan's a moon of uh, Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Io was on there too, and everything. Io was on there. Mars was on there, and then Uh, a bunch of other weird planets. Venus. Venus was on there too. <laughs> I think I saw Venus. <laughs> Mercury was on there. I didn't I don't like I don't like Mercury though. I've blown
4: his mind, Corhonio.
1: <laughs> my mind is blown.
4: Yeah,
2: no, that's so cool. I didn't think about that. That's probably all the planets that we've like encountered and like was was the tangled
5: shore on there? No, because the tangled shore is an asteroid belt. It's not really a mm. it's not really a planet. Wow. Yeah, my boy. I, I think the reason we didn't go to the Tangled Shore anymore is just
4: because there was nothing to do there. Spider just kind of effed so, off somewhere. The
2: planets that are on there, are they their current planets and planets that the witness has taken that we were moving around or whatever?
4: Yeah, as far as I can the some look like Titan, some look like but yeah, those are planets that the witness has taken and it was just like I I'm assuming that some of those on, one of a couple of those are ones that we've been on already. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. Not gonna lie. That's really cool.
2: (laughs) I've gained a little bit more respect for that raid now. I do like that raid. (laughs) I I do like that encounter, actually. Like, a lot. I like the planet's encounter. It's really his favorite raid. (laughs) I love Ron, man. I just think... I mean, it's one of my Destiny 2 favorite raids. Like, for sure.
4: I just... The only problem I have with it is people can just stand... Like, if... If... I think Nezarek would have been the best boss
5: if um, we didn't have plates to stand on. Like, if he could just boop you. And I get that well is a pro I know I'm going
4: on a tangent here, and I apologize, but um, Ron, I think, just needed, or Nezarek just needed a little more health, and he needed a way for suppression to just completely take out a well like cuz he, he does suppress you but it doesn't matter. So if he if he if he imagine if he just kept kicking you like how Nezarek did or not not Renezerk how Ralk did. I feel he like the caretaker boss in Val has more health than Nizerek does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. What's funny
5: though is that is that everyone is that Riven's got less health than Nezarek does. <laughs> <laughs>
6: So
1: I have um, I have a theory, a game theory. <laughs> I have a theory. I think that Bungie rushed this Lightfall expansion, and some of what we got, including with the story, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later, but including the raid, I I'm thinking like. It feels to me like the last encounter felt like it was kind of rushed. Because, like, if you think about how that encounter is set up and when you do damage to Nezarak, Nezarak is all over the place. Like, there's no consistency with that encounter. Like, they just... I don't know, I think that they could have made that encounter a little bit less sloppy. If you want
4: consistency, Conorio get hatred. Cause then they'll always like when the DPS starts, whoever's on hatred, get it. And then he'll just follow you. Just get hatred. (laughs) on My ass. (laughs) Yeah. Get hatred. Like get, especially don't just get it. Like to stop the bouncing keep oh my getting God, it the worst. When you can't yeah. line
2: up your shot and you just keep getting bounced in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so the like worst. You feel like you're in the twilight
4: zone or something. But <laughs> if you get hatred before the just right before the DPS starts and then run, he'll be right in front of you because Nezarek will just follow you the entire time that you have mm-hmm. hatred. So yeah. it makes it way more consistent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go,
4: Corn. You get the hatred next time.
3: <laughs> I now I know what to do. <laughs>
4: Cause I realized that a lot. I realized that I was like, I was like, some people were complaining and I'm like, why is he following me? Then I have like no issues when I'm hatred. And then I realized, Oh, they're not getting hatred. They're, they're, they're not doing a mechanic. So of course he's not following you because otherwise he's a regular AI. It's just going to
6: hate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 hmm. It's um, definitely interesting to learn. And to get to see the developer's perspective after the raid's out. And I mean, I think they did a really good job with Root of Nightmares. I think it was a fun raid. I think there's a lot of, I would say, controversy amongst the community about the difficulty threshold. I don't know if you both have any thoughts to share on that. Do Do you both feel that the raid was too easy or too difficult?
4: I think it was too easy um, mechanically wise until planet like planets is planets is in a good spot in my opinion um, but the fact that it would have been I think one little change I would have done is not just being able to have one runner I feel like what should have happened was they were supposed you should have one buff that you just one person or two person randomly get right and then you have to, like, as a team, like, oh, I have the buff. Now I have to go and transfer sort of like a relay race. I have to go and transfer the uh, like totems, basically. the totems. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort of like totems where you have to keep going back and forth. I think that would have been a lot better because it would have been made. It would have been a lot more chaotic, right? Um, Because you do have a bit of time because and everything. And I feel like just that simple change would have mechanically made the the raid race a little more. A little more interesting, especially when you get to the second encounter where no, instead of just sending runners over, you have to send like, say like, oh, hey, I got the buff for dark and you're on light side. So now you have to shoot yourself over. So maybe give people a little more time for that. But I feel like just, again, having four people do ad clear and then one person running on both ends is like, not OK. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Like don't make don't make an encounter that can be finished in by with two people basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not we're not looking at you, to end. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's we're, what I mean. Is like Crota's end's a dungeon. What? Like what? That was actually fun to do that though. It was fun. I, I, I'm not saying that it wasn't like Ron is fun, right? And I have a lot more fun. I actually like you can make it a lot faster if you have more than one person running, right? Like I've been in LFGs where. You'll have one person always going the, the opposite end and then another person on the other side just going to the forward, right? So you have two runners on each end rather than just one, but it doesn't really change anything besides speed. It's still fun and I still enjoy it. It's just like, I can see where people are coming from when they say the mechanical difficulty, especially coming off legendary like like story mode, or just the planet itself, like Neo-Muna, was just like, oh, if this is the difficulty of Destiny 2 now, I like it. And then you go into the day one raid, or just the regular raid now, and it's like, why is this easier than (laughs) (laughs) Neo-Muna?
2: Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't say contest mode was like super hard, per se. It was just the fact that you know, I don't know, it was just things were happening. There was just so many enemies, so many ads, and they they hit as hard as they do, so it'd take that much more damage to kill them. Um, But it's like, yeah, once contest mode was gone, then every enemy was like a pushover, practically. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: no, I I think that you all have very valid points. I think that the raid can definitely be... More challenging, which is why we'll talk about some of the upcoming changes that Bungie is implementing into the game with season on. one and beyond. Um, very interesting conversations to be had there. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious before we dive into that tech stomper, who inspires you as a content creator in this community?
5: The Jez, because he's one of the only like Destiny, there's well,
4: the Jez and Zanny, but. Um, more so than Jez, because he's he's really the only one on the top of my head that I can think of, again, besides Zanny, that makes just PvP or PvE uh, or just whatever he wants. Funny type of content. I don't have the editing skill he does or the patience. Like, I wish I could do that, but I'm just like my brain just kicks out um so like I can, I can cut and edit and cut everything down. Right. And just find the funny bits. But as soon as like you start asking me for zoom ins or, or sound effects or memes or any of that, my brain just kicks out. Um, so I always love seeing, I love, I always love seeing Jez's content on that and everything. And, uh, especially with him, Dado and travel, Daniel, like I brought up where he's just vibing with them and just, just, uh,
5: Making funny moments out of the, the game itself.
6: Yeah, no, totally. And that's a it's a great, great choice. Great content creator in, in this community. So all um, mm-hmm. well said.
1: And slightly different topic. Just let's have a little fun. You <laughs> received a million dollars from a gaming company.
3: PlayStation.
1: PlayStation. You're in charge of creating a new video game. What are you going to do next?
5: I'm just gonna remake the game Gigantic. That's it. It's just
4: there's there was this game I f- I loved called Gigantic, and it was a, like an action. Um, it was like it was like League of Legends, but third person and action combat rather than um, uh, lock like tab combat and it was amazing it was it was beautiful the the art style was very cartoony the characters were amazing um and the towers weren't just towers they were uh you could rebuild you you would take them down and rebuild them as like an animal um that would do several things so there was a lot of meta with that where um there was like one animal one beast that um would block off certain paths it would just make walls right um, and there were others that set fire to other things. So um, you couldn't go places or you couldn't do certain things or it would just help you attack as well. And it was it was it was such an amazing and beautiful game. And I'm just like I said, I'm really I'm really upset that it that it um,
6: didn't get as popular as it should have. <laughs> I heard about that game. I heard it was kind of a cool game. Who was the yeah, it was um, developer? Ah, uh, what was
5: their name? I, I forget. My apologies. I think it was like I forget their name. It was a, a perfect world.
6: Oh, okay. They were the one on PC, wasn't it? It was like a PC yeah,
4: game. Yeah, it was crossplay. It was on Xbox and everything. Uh-oh. One major problem it had was um, it was it wasn't really the, it wasn't the publisher. It was or it wasn't the dev team. That was really the problem. It was the publishers. They couldn't really land. Um, they they it, first it was there was a launcher called Arcworld. So just to play gigantic, you needed a separate launcher, which didn't help. Then it then Microsoft bought it for a bit. Um, so they put it on their store. But so but that split the teams because Arc World wasn't like we're not letting you. So you had to basically restart. It was just a big hubbub of like a mess with publishers and everything. But
5: it was just it was just a, I, I love the game so much.
1: Well, hopefully they find <laughs> a way to bring it back because, um, you know, it's a shame to lose a good game because of. Publishing conflicts and things like that. Yeah. So, Tech Stomper, what's next for you? What do you have on the horizon for you as a content creator? I think I know what it is. Movies of the week. But, well, <laughs> but, what are we going for here? What's what's next for you with season twenty-one and beyond?
4: I uh, I got more animatics in the work right now. I have one with Crow and like his vengeance cycle right now. Um, I'm helping. Like I said, I'm helping my girlfriend. With a couple of things, she's she's an amazing artist and animator. Um, I'm not doing any of the animation. I'm just like she I'm just helping her find memes and a bunch of other stuff um, to give her ideas and whatnot. Uh, can I shill her out right now or no? Because she genuinely is like amazing. Yeah, go for it. Um, she's the sole theta on like everything Twitter. Uh, she just posted a she just made a YouTube channel because I was like, you should do that. People are uploading your. People are uploading your stuff to YouTube, and you're not getting the views. Um, but like I said, she's 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 made she's been making amazing art and all this other stuff. And just go check her out
6: on Twitter and YouTube. It's amazing. She's awesome.
1: Very cool. But, well, good luck to her with um her channel. Keep us posted. But yeah, for,
5: but yeah, for um, me, it's just more animatics and
4: more funny moments. And I actually have like uh the lfg i talked about where everyone was saying widowy uh are, are gonna be
5: uploaded in like two or a couple days or whatever
1: <laughs> tbd yep very cool well thank you for sharing that and you know we we mentioned that we were going to do a temperature check i'm curious <laughs> how you <feel>. i'm fine <laughs>
4: man i got the i got the I got the window open and everything, I'm sweating hard though. I just
5: realized (laughs) Uh, I'm good now, now that I'm all relaxed
6: and everything. Yep. I love that.
1: Mission accomplished. Thank you. We're done. No, I'm kidding. We're not done. We have two more segments.
4: I get to leave now.
1: We have nine pages of show notes. Don't you go anywhere. We have stuff to talk about. On the next segment, we're going to talk about the future of Destiny 2. And Bungie put out an entire ginormous article called Reflecting on Lightfall, Launch, and Beyond. And I think we all can agree it was a rocky start. A lot of people were not necessarily happy with how Lightfall got off to a start with with the campaign I would say being the biggest um complaint that most players had on top of not having Crucible and Gambit maps that were new but you know mm-hmm. and we had a lot of things here that Bungie discussed and I, I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to dive into it. And first I wanted to acknowledge a couple of things that were really interesting that um had noted about the future of destiny 2 and the first thing they really brought up was the record-breaking numbers that the game had that i was a bit surprised about i don't know what you all think but they ended up saying that more new light players were accumulated and more returning players, and they had more daily active players than they ever did before.
6: Oh, even more than with Witch Queen, you yeah, know that's impressive. I,
4: th- I think it was because of Witch Queen that they got so many because people are like, "Yeah, come in. The
5: water's fine. It's Witch Queen. Let's go." Not gonna. <laughs> Seasonal
6: model <laughs> is amazing now. but yeah i i I think people went too crazy
5: like yeah the campaign wasn't the best but like all of
4: the stuff that they either changed or like fixed like the loadout
5: system and whatnot was just amazing
2: i still have not taken full advantage of that yet um Mm -hmm. because i'm Cause I'm just like a creature of habit, <laughs> but I need, you know, I need to actually go in there and create some good loadouts, you know, to save myself some time and things like that, you know, and they, they put it in the game for that reason alone, quality of life, you know? So. It well, makes sense.
1: <laughs> so here's a few interesting thing that Bungie noted. Destiny two saw its highest number of concurrent players in years. In addition to having record-breaking viewerships for the world's first Root of Nightmare raid, you're welcome, Bungie. We, we brought you all those numbers. I, I know, I know, it was us. I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> but uh, they had quite a few people um, that were part of the weekend When uh, Ron first came out Mm -hmm. and they surpassed their sales expectations for the new expansion. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, did you all expect for these numbers to be as high as they
6: are? Not really, no, Uh, like not. I, I, I find it cool. I
4: find it interesting that it hasn't been that high since Shadowkeep. Because I didn't think Shadowkeep would have been that high. Because it's always interesting what DLCs people choose. Because, like I said, um, Destiny, like Shadowkeep, was the same issue. Because Forsaken was just after before Shadowkeep, right? I'm
5: trying to remember my timeline here. Like it went Forsaken, Shadowkeep, right? In terms of DLC, yeah. So Forsaken
4: I think that
1: Shadowkeep Beyond Light.
4: Yeah. So I think that's what happened was we had a witch queen for like a forsaken witch queen effect where it was just amazing for a uh, witch queen, but then they realized that they couldn't tell the story that they wanted to just with the final shape. So they had to sort of make, and that's what the seasonal models also there is they this was more of a seasonal the a buy like we we get to see how the story's going to play out the entire year more so than it was just the DLC, because a lot of returning players aren't used to that. Like I was watching a bunch of people that just play the DLCs and then nothing else. You get a lot of you play. It's with any MMO, I think, is you get a lot of foam when you're like, what's happening, what's going on? And they can't really go back and play that now. Um, so that's why people hated Lightfall was they were like, what the heck is going on? Why are we in space? What's Neo Muna? Why do we know about this? Why does Osiris? And that would be like, the only thing that doesn't like is ever explained is what is the veil? Tell me what the veil is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but before that, they were just like, why is Osiris back? I thought like, what is going on here? Why? Where's Sabathon?" Because most people just
5: play Destiny 2 with the DLCs. They don't play the seasonal campaigns most of the
6: time. So, I have a theory.
1: And I think we talked about it a couple weeks back on the podcast. But I believe that Bungie didn't have enough time. So, based on the delays they had in their different releases, they had to create something else in between. The reason I say this is because you notice how the campaign is structured it's very much structured around strand and telling the story of this new ability i think that ability was created specifically for this expansion to essentially have a story to tell and something to sell in between
6: now and the final shape
5: I love the theory that that Strand was actually for Witch Queen,
4: but because they couldn't do a couple things, things, um, they had to figure out how to introduce it. And that's why they had to sort of figure out a story for how Strand would work in Neo-Muna because Strand thematically and like the designs works a lot better for Witch Queen than it does for Neo-Muna. I like, I love that theory in my opinion. <laughs> because <laughs> in 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 witch queen, it's all about like pulling the connections, pulling the threads, finding out who's behind. And if you look at the subclass for strand and the warlike chess piece, it's basically like they're very similar. They're eerily similar. And it would make a lot of sense for us to be like, hey, look at all these. Um, and again, again, thematically, it's just a lot more prevalent on how it would work and they wanted strand stasis. And then when the third DLC came out, which was supposed to be final shape, we would get our last darkness one, but because again, the story and a bunch of other stuff was happening, they couldn't. So they had to put, they had to push strand over to Neo and, and Lightfall's DLC
5: and campaign.
1: That's really interesting. I didn't hear about that theory.
5: It was um, it's a couple post people I follow on Twitter
4: and everything, and there was a whole Reddit post about it.
1: Well, man, I'm not following the right accounts. Then (laughs) (laughs) it's
4: mostly on the Destiny Two subreddit.
1: They usually yell at me. They're they're never nice. They're never nice. I I tried. I tried, and I was not promoting anything. I wasn't posting anything bad, and a moderator. Nicely reached out and said, we're sorry. You are not welcome here. No, no, it wasn't that
6: bad, but, you know, it felt that way. Yeah. So, Joe Blackburn goes on to
1: state that they're floored about how the new and returning faces have been devouring Destiny 2 these last few weeks. And while it's clear the initial experience Bungie delivered on day one didn't provide the full clarity they originally intended for when they set out to create Lightfall, the team has taken the feedback to heart in both what's coming in the coming year and at the end of the Light versus Dark saga in the final shape. That was a really interesting statement for Joe Blackburn to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if the both of you have any thoughts on on
3: this.
6: Do you have any, Tyrant?
5: Because I do, but I've been like taking up a lot, I realized.
6: Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want I,
5: I, I, I
3: to.
5: I don't think that Um, I think they did fine
4: with what they were given it was a decent story uh it, w- it was just like it was just like i think the ending really upset people like it was just a it was just a classic they, they it was what they said it was supposed to be it was an 80s like thing and a lot of 80 movies like cop shows didn't really were like hey there's a big bad guy let's go get him do all this cool stuff right um And that was what we had. We had callous, but then the veil gets introduced and that's what really upset people. Everyone was like, everyone was like, what the heck just happened? Nothing got solved besides, Hey, like we didn't even, we didn't even stop the witness from like doing what they wanted to do or what it wanted to do. Sorry. Um, And so I think the ending was what really put sour, like, grapes in everyone's mouth is what really was the problem. Because up until that, it was just a classic eighties movie, like cliche. You got a person saying all the, the cringe, like, like, and that's the way the cookie crumbles type stuff. And it was just like, okay. But, and then they, and then they, they expected the, not expected, but they were hoping probably that the community was going to be like, okay, we'll find out because they said, like they said, they said, we're going to find out what the veil is. For the next couple seasons. And but people aren't patient like that, especially in the Destiny community. They're like, they just want the DLCs. They this people like the true people that play Destiny 2 are they'll 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 go through the seasons and then retroactively be like, that was a good season. But the DLCs are still like in this weird area of now that they're leading up into the seasonal content rather than just kind of being their own thing and then a bunch of other random things happen that's that's what's that that's why it got like bad reviews and everything i think
2: i i I like some of the things in in it you know it's uh it's fun playing new the new content um but uh, yeah some things kind of fall a little short and the story definitely being one of them Mm -hmm. like you know we don't get a chance to really connect with rohan that much you know like and he just like you know, perishes in just such an unceremonious way <laughs> and everything. Um, and there's just no emotion for that character, like really at all. It's like, oh, okay. So they lived 10 years. So he was coming up on his time or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Not too much um, context, you know, to go along with it. And again, the veil like, what the hell's the veil? You know, it's something that Bungie had talked about before or things that were like, you know, um, I don't know, data mined when it, it comes to the veil. But we still don't completely understand what the veil is, you know, and like the witness, like he wanted to be inside the traveler. <laughs> awesome. You know, and it just like left the story on a cliffhanger, basically. And, you know, it's just... um no real resolution yet to uh, what's yeah. hap- what's happening, you know, so it's just, I mean it, it was cool, but yeah just more questions than answers, too yeah. at the moment like we're supposed to be going into this like bombastic time in Destiny with all of these players coming together, Mara Sov, Callus, The Witness you know, all these big, you know figures in the game and then it just yeah the ending of that campaign was uh
1: you know there was
2: little left to be desired i guess
3: Mm
1: -hmm. i agree with you both you know i think that they could have explained what the veil was like i mean for all we know it could have been the shard of the traveler (laughs) you know we don't really know um but i think we're gonna find out definitely sometime before the final shape. And it's going to be interesting to see where they take the narrative.
2: I mean, and that's the other thing is like, where are these enemy races? Like these new enemy races and things what like new? that. Did they say they were like, enemy races? I mean, it, you would think by time we've hit the, the time in the game that we would like have some new races. I mean, yeah, we have the, uh what is it? The the, the, the Shadow Legion you know like you know the shadow legion that's that's you know that's basically cabal yeah (laughs) Callus's like legion of cabal but it's like where are some where are the new races where 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 is the um these followers of the witness where are these enemies at you know and i guess they're gonna they're coming but it's like man how many years we've been into destiny and we still have the same like races of enemies that's all i'm saying i'm just like where are these enemies these new enemies and things like that um that's just another one a nitpick that i have that's all
3: yeah
4: i'm usually fine with not having many races right um the one thing i don't like is the fact that they're not diverse like indeed like when i when i every time like. When you see D1, you see about all these like different leagues or whatever, right? Of like it, it, it feels like right now it's turning into um we have the light side with us and then or like the, the guardian side and then the dark the witness side is basically what's happening. Cause even with Asher Mir, I think we're gonna get a couple good Vex now because he's gonna put himself in the the Vex network where they just get made like we're vex like their hive mind is the the entire like mother of it all um and then we're going to have evil vex which are the 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 black garden vex and then we have the good good cabal and the the shadow legion now and it's just like i'm like where's the guys that are like screw you both i'm just going to do my own thing <laughs> like Like I, I, again, I'm usually, like I said, I'm fine with not having that many races. I'm just like, but just like every once in a while, like, oh, these are Cabal, but these are Cabal with flamethrowers, like a lot of them. Like, so you're going to be seeing a lot of flamethrower Cabal rather than like, oh, yeah, this is just a Scion. This is just the same, but colored differently. That's why I, that's why I kind of like. The dark cabal, because even just that simple. Hey, this one's got a pyramid on its back. That uh if you kill it, it's going to drop and make make them make the other guys harder to kill. Is that what that does? (laughs) I never know what that like does. As far as I can tell, it adds armor to them if they get inside of it, and if they have it on, they have armor. I know this is of of
2: the darkness. I am like, we have to kill it. Well, I guess that's what it's served, what it's doing. Like these enemies have darkness and infused
4: powers, a little bit. Would have been cool if the tormentor had that. I think the tormentor then would have been like a lot more threatening if it had like armor before you could break off its shoulders and everything, and then. Mean, when that
2: thing grabs you, that's pretty threatening. Like, <laughs> that's the first enemy, like in Destiny, that can do that to you. Yeah, right? think, you know. It's like old school, like bosses and like some, you know, the old, like some of the Dark Souls games and, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah. So to continue what Joe Blackburn went on to say, he says, over the last few years, the team has set the bar high for what to expect from Destiny's evolving world. And Bungie is committed to making sure that the resolution of the first saga lives up to that legacy i thought that was really interesting that he mentioned first saga because to me that indicates that there are more to come from destiny beyond the final shape yeah so i think that can alleviate some of our player concerns for anyone who thinks that maybe bungie is going to go anywhere with destiny as its core franchise i don't think that is the case especially based on what joe blackburn said
6: yeah um it also
1: indicates to me that in saying that we've set the bar high i think they're realizing that It's not easy for them to maintain the same quality as we saw with the Witch Queen campaign. I mean, I think that it was a pretty high bar to beat. And I'm wondering if or how this is going to impact the future content that we'll be getting with the final shape and beyond. Any, any thoughts on that?
4: I'm of the opinion that the reason the gameplay, the, the, not the gameplay, the gameplay is amazing, but the stories and the maps and all that are faltering is because they're changing the gameplay. They're adding, they were, they were changing all the subclasses, which would take a lot of, take a lot of time because, because I've seen, not seen, but I've been like told repeatedly and seen like the spaghetti code that is destiny. Like it is horror. It is, it is horrifying. I'm, I'm like, what is this? And they can't. So they've been trying to like, they're they've been trying to bring that all back. And so when the gameplay is doing great, like it is now with Lightfall, with loadouts and the LFG system that's coming next, the uh, next season, and all these other things like commendations and all this, that is going to do great. But because of that, the story missions are faltering, and all these like cosmetic things are faltering, along with not getting new maps for PvP and everything. And but once once that's all settled, which it should be this season, I am extremely hopeful and just b- under the belief that Final Shape will be amazing because by then they'll have all the systems that they've wanted to put in place and they can just focus on the story because every MMO has this problem because I come back. I come from like an ESO background and a wow background where um, it's, it's not really that much of an issue issue. Because but unlike but Destiny 2 is the first, and I will say it, it is an MMORPG. It's just a bit smaller, um, because of the fact that it's more graphically intensive than WoW or ESO or all these other things. Um and and a lot more limited in the fact that it's FPS, so you can't really zoom the heck out to where you can barely see your character. So then you really need to plan all this out. So when they do I'm just repeating myself here sorry um when they do get all the gameplay aspects ready to
5: go and finished the story mode's going to be amazing and everything
1: yeah no i think you're totally right and it's interesting you mentioned their attention being deviated from all of these things from the story to the missions to the crucible maps in place of giving us these features like Commendations, ranking systems, all of these different quality of life changes that I wonder if they amount to enough to justify them not putting focus on the other things.
6: Hmm. I'd say
5: it was because especially with a lot of voice acting. I think voice
4: acting is really what, um, and cinematics, cinematics and voice acting are really what hold. And that's why, that's how they found the common ground with how uh, Shadow Price says, talks about how his favorite cinematics are some of those, like when I was talking about the animatics and how they do the picture cinematics now, more so than 3d rendering and all that. Um, Cause unlike other games, like wow are so there's even just guild wars guild wars has voice acting but i i can't remember a time like there was maybe like four cutscenes per dlc or something um because because not only do you have to do it just for like the english language you have to do it for every other language you support right so that's a sh- just a lot of money so much money would probably go into that and then the again the um, I don't know if they do this, but some companies they'll render the mouths differently depending on how people talk, or they'll probably just leave it as English. I'm not too sure; I've never tested that. Um, but so that that would take up a lot of their funding and a lot of their manpower. I'm uh, assuming because what I'm thinking is happening too is yeah, they have um, dedicated teams, but a lot of the times they kind of have a general. It, it feels like from an outsider's perspective. That they have uh, more so just general people that are like, hey, you're doing seasonal content, but you're also gonna help us make the accommodations and all this so that it works with the seasonal stuff.
3: Yeah,
1: and I, I think what you're referring to is localization. And you're right, like, there are so many challenges that you have to consider that you normally wouldn't even think about. Like, for example, how do you make this game work across all of the languages? that support destiny too it's not easy especially
5: um, with the voice actors they got like
4: r.i.p I, I. lance reddick but that man probably wasn't a wasn't cheap like he like he probably took a salary cut because he loved destiny too and and now they have like another amazing voice actor for zivo wrath
6: and i'm like what is going on
1: I mean, I, I think having good voice actors is important. Um, you know, I think that you do need to have good voice acting in the game. But uh-huh. you're right. I also think that, you know, as an example, they had Peter Dinklage Playing, playing, the ghost. Yeah, they had Peter Dinklage.
3: <laughs> <and>,
1: you know, <laughs> one can Pete only imagine. I mean, how yeah. much of a budget that would require? And at that it was, point, it's like yeah,
2: they had the Activision budget, though. Like, the, and uh, they had the
1: Activision budget, but now they have the Sony budget. Let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. that's so, true. You know, they can afford it, but um, <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see what we get in the final shape. Mm-hmm. because uh Bungie definitely had a lot of lessons to learn from the experience and the first thing that I'd like to talk about that Bungie put a ton of focus on changing and tweaking and optimizing is the ranking system
3: mm-hmm.
1: and to kind of start the conversation I'm curious what do you both think about the ranking system that currently exists in Lightfall.
6: I love it. The Guardian I, ranks or the uh, rank
2: in,
5: in competitive? <laughs> I think he means the Guardian ranks. We uh, mean the
6: Guardian ranks. Uh, okay. It's... I don't mind it. I think the whole accommodations thing needs a little work. Yeah
1: yeah and we're gonna I think talk it's about fine the commendations, but for now we're we're strictly talking about the ranking system
4: i think the i think the ranking system is awesome like like because because well i'd say i'd say the commendation system and the ranking system are intertwined because even though they shouldn't be like sort of but not really um yeah it's the ranking system it, it does what it's supposed to it shows like if i see If I see a rank one, I'm like, that is a new player. I should go help them. I should go. I should go, like, make their day a little better. And then and then if I see a rank 11 or well, not now, but, you know, rank 10. I'm just like that person is not good at the game, but they're probably like they they play the game. They 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 probably know what they're doing. And then and then next week, when 10s and 11s come out, I'm like, those people know what they're doing.
6: Those people know what's up. So I think it really helps for what it's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it adds a fun layer to the game where each season you have a more, a greater reason to play the game. And I think that adds to the enjoyment, I think. Um, I definitely think that the overall system needed some rework Because, like, some of the things they made you do, it just didn't make sense for like rank six. So they had to like move stuff around. And Bungie was pretty aware of that. In fact, Bungie did state in their update on the reflection of Lightfall that um, they recognized that it did not really work out as they planned. Players should be able to represent their accomplishments across a whole season, and those who previously completed a Guardian rank should be able to renew that rank quickly in the next season. Mm -hmm. So to make that happen, Bungie is going to put focus in the following ways. Uh, Players renew their previously completed rank only by completing blue-tinted categories ...and the Guardian rank progression. Other categories will not reset. Uh, Ranks you do not renew will fade at the end of each season.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, for commendations. Commendation counts will be reset each season... ...to reflect your experience with the newest content. Your commendation score and breakdown will be tracked each season and you will only lose a percentage of your accommodation score each season rather than having to reset it. I think that's a welcoming change.
6: Where you don't have to reset your rank completely. So I, I welcome that. Yeah. Now they
1: did add a few more things about the ranking system. They are moving the Lost Sector completion and the Flawless objective to a higher tier in recognizing that these are just more difficult objectives to do. Um, They reduced the commendation objective requirements in Guardian Ranks season 7 through 11. And so these are changes that have already been implemented in the game. I believe it was during the mid-season update and what is coming next a uh, note the following uh and these are long-term changes that are being planned for season 21 and beyond returning players will now start at rank five and ranking up from five to seven will become faster than it was to rank from uh to rank up from Six to seven at launch. Um rank renewal will be fast tracked so most players will have quick renewal rank uh seven by playing seasonal activities or earning artifact power, completing seasonal challenges, and trying out the new exotic. Interesting. So I think they're giving us a little bit of foreshadow for what's to come. And uh, next up, we have commendation changes. A lot of things here that are coming with the game and a lot of things that have already been implemented. So they've already implemented in um, the existing update, and this happened on March 30th. They've made additional reductions to the commendation requirements so players can reach their milestones faster i think bungie realized that it was just taking way too long for you to progress they had to pretty much cut down the requirements there they removed the uh, rank objectives that required players to give commendations from rank seven through nine and further reduced the commendation objectives for rank seven through nine they also reduced Hawthorne's weekly power reward commendation requirements from 20 down to 5. That's a 75% reduction. So that was pretty big. And Bungie did also note that in the coming weeks, they're planning more changes uh, to create more meaningful updates to the commendation system. Including updating eligibility for accommodation based on activity participation or lack thereof, adding new commendations best dressed, I'm curious about that one, and I'm gonna always um, win those <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. and they did also give us a little preview for what's to come in season twenty one including. Um, objectives to receive leadership commendations in rank 10 and 11 will be retroactive for the season so raids and dungeons that you lead from day one will count towards your progress that is a good psa for all of you raid and dungeon chirpas out there Mm mm-hmm the next topic is going to be a little bit challenging, and I'm, I'm sure commendations we can all agree that it was just too big of a gap, too great of a requirement for what they had starting out. And I'll, I'll give Bungie a little bit of credit. They, they re- responded fairly quickly to it, right?
6: Yeah. I think they and did I'd- good work.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. And the next thing that Bungie talks about is the difficulty changes that are coming to the game. Now, this one, I'd like to have a little chat with you both because I know Shadow Price and I had a chance to play through the campaign on Legendary when the game first came out. And I'm curious, Tech Stomper, did you get a chance to play through the? original campaign on legendary or yeah Lightball. Yeah. And would you I think? did it?
4: I did it. I did it solo and I did it with a body, uh a clanmate of mine. Um like I said, I think it was good. I liked it. I liked the difficulty. Uh it was cool that they added multiplicative difficulty. Um because I think that was a real big issue I found with uh Witch Queen was that Well, they they saw they did this in Witch Queen, I think, but it was it was not too difficult on three men, but trying to do trying to do Savathun on three men was just like you might as well just do it solo. It's easier. But I felt like I felt like doing it like solo with two and with three people, it was the
5: right amount of difficulty and it just felt fun the entire way through.
1: Yeah no I I agree with you and I I didn't solo it I'm not that brave but um, (laughs) we did it on Legendary I enjoyed it so much that we did it three times so you know I I definitely had my fun there but to be honest with you I felt like part of what made Lightfall really good was that difficulty Mm -hmm. in the campaign like I I think for me, that was like the one redeeming quality about it almost that made the campaign really awesome. Whereas if it was easier, I feel like the pace would be slow, would be faster. So you would get through the entire campaign quicker and it, it just wouldn't feel as
6: substantial or, or, I I don't know. Like,
1: I enjoyed the difficulty personally, where I I think it was a really good balance between, you know, having to figure out how to stay alive and, you know, not having to beat your head against the wall.
5: Yeah. (laughs) When I was on three, man, the one thing I kept dying to at the end with
4: Callus was the tormentors grabbing me. And f- make I like mid jump, so then I lost my jump and just fell to my death. <laughs> it was like it was it was wild that the tormentors were harder than callous.
1: <laughs> it was funny. I kept dying to something really dumb because I kept forgetting that I have my strand and yeah. I kept trying to chuck a fusion nade at the at at the boss. But every time <laughs> we did that, it, it would catapult me towards the boss, right? Yeah. So like I kept dying every time. And it sucked playing that on legendary because, like, if you die three times, you're out of revives. And then yeah. it's like you just messed up the entire run. So there was that. But you know, we got through it.
4: Yeah, my uh me and my climates found found pretty quickly that uh we were like oh wait only one person technically needs to grab the strand so or well not with callus you could just run up to him but it was just we were trying so hard with strand and then we were like wait we could just run up to this guy and start the fight so we
5: didn't even bother with it at the end we were just like we're just welling and everything
1: (laughs) yeah and and we have a lot of changes that are coming with the difficulty Mm -hmm. um That have already been implemented, but also changes that are coming to the game, I would say across the board. Um, And they start with the legendary and master activities, including the campaign. And here are the changes that are currently implemented in the game now. While Bungie felt that incoming player damage is a great spot in legend and master activities, non-boss Enemies had a bit too too much health and could be um, a little bit more bullet spongy than Bungie would have liked. To accommodate for that, um, across the board, um, and this was implemented on March 30th for legendary and master activities, the enemy HP scaler has been reduced by 10%. This includes all non dungeon or raid. Content with the legend and master difficulty. Legendary activities, including the legendary campaign missions, are generally not affected. Um, what does that mean? Generally not affected. Does that mean that it's not going to impact the? Whoops.
6: Impact the difficulty of like the story or what?
3: Yeah.
4: I think I think the stories have a different difficulty set like a different oh. like versus versus like the camp, uh the regular like master modes and everything of like raids and whatnot. Um so yeah, I feel like they didn't
5: touch the difficulty of legendary uh stories and everything.
1: Okay, well then I misspoke.
5: Or wait, um, no, or
1: did I hear you wrong? Well, see, I thought they did touch the campaign but i guess they're not
4: well no what no sorry i must have misheard you because i feel like because maybe i just read that wrong too because i was like oh they're just not touching the campaign they're just touching like the the general like master's strikes or whatever i don't know
6: sorry
1: okay well well it's good to have clarity on
6: that yeah, it says for- the enemy HP
2: scalar reduced by 10%. It includes all non-raid slash dungeon content and the oh, okay. legendary monikers. So yeah, th- that would include okay, the missions, yeah. right? Oh, yes, no. that's yeah, would... yeah, the campaign. Oh yeah, it says legendary activities such as legendary
4: campaign missions are generally not affected. I see. Okay. okay, so yeah, so yeah. Didn't they didn't touch the campaign, they just touched like the strikes and everything. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, in, in that case, I agree. Because like we went into a normal strike that wasn't even a nightfall and it felt it was a bit too difficult. Mars Battleground like Screaming so, the raid.
4: Battleground. Um, the battleground gave me so much PTSD. I was
1: screaming the first time. I was like so
4: <laughs>
3: I was I mean, like
2: that was an actual <laughs> battleground, you know. I mean, and so a, felt like you're at war.
1: It felt like it felt like a battleground for real in real life. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't stop spawning they
5: wouldn't
4: stop
1: <laughs> it never stops
5: i mean <laughs> people
4: want horde mode no
1: yeah <laughs> that's, that's the horde uh, the... <laughs> i
4: liked i like mars battleground is like everyone's like this isn't a strike yes it is it's just like we've gotten so used to i don't know i i it's a strike but it was it was a bit too difficult even i was like how are they going to do this for grandmaster I'm like, you're going to need three warlocks with well, like the entire time or Titans with bubble hunters are screwed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, there's a the add density is
5: okay, But the fact that the waves don't stop is the problem. (laughs) They don't
1: stop. So we've got some more changes (laughs) co-op scaler converted to legendary Nightfall levels rather than Legendary campaign, enemy HP should now be reduced by about thirty-three percent in a full fire team. That's pretty. That's pretty big. And Bungie thinks that the first battleground felt great on Hero, similar to how it played in the first time, for season nineteen, but on Legendary on and Master, it wasn't as clear. And Bungie will be making some changes in season 20 mid patch. And the changes that were already made are as follows For Heist Battlegrounds on Mars, they're decreasing how often combatants spawn on higher difficulties in the tower phase, and they're increasing the map score multiplier to help players reach. Goals without exploits.
5: Yeah, thank God.
1: They're also adding an additional ammo crate (laughs) and they will offer heist battleground changes with reducing the frequency and number of combatant waves in all boss fights, reducing the health and death tongue.
5: Death tongue, death
4: tongue singer. It's basically that it's. If you don't kill that thing, it becomes almost it's it's just you get suppressed to high heaven and it's a real it's a real bitch to kill.
1: OK, well, you know, I, I did feel like the battlegrounds definitely felt just. Mm, it felt brutal, like it, it just. I avoided it whenever I got the activity in a random playlist.
2: Yeah. And that's why Bungie added it to the nightfall rotation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you wanted the pain and they brought the pain. But I also feel like that was kind of, I don't know, that was a cheap way for them to add a nightfall. Like I'd rather get a new nightfall strike. I, <sighs> than more nightfalls than just. Repurposed content, I guess, but you know, beggars can't be choosers.
4: I'm of the opinion that 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 quality of the battleground is a nightfall because if it wasn't, if it wasn't introduced in the seasonal you like, if I were to take a new person and be like, Hey, which one of these is a nightfall in quotes, they'd say both because yeah, it's not got like its own. Well, it even has its own thing technically speaking because the quality you're getting the towers, you're getting people talking or whatever. Um, (laughs) that that boss at the end it's got like it's got like nightfall mechanics and everything so i feel like it is a nightfall it's not i think they found a good balance of making the battlegrounds the strikes and the nightfalls because um they they do feel like them like there's a couple here where they do feel like nightfall like um what's it called the new one where you go into outer
6: space that feels like a nightfall in my opinion yeah, that was really fun. Yeah.
5: Wait, which one is that? There's the EDZ, the Cosmodrome, and then the one that's like...
6: You go up. <laughs> I forget
3: what it's called. Hmm.
6: Yeah. I don't know if I've done that yet. I mean, I did... That That sounds like the Seraph Shield. like
2: Because you went up in space and on that one last season.
4: Yeah. Another one that you go up in space in? Well season? You don't really see the outer space. You kind of just like um you go through the taken world and then you go up. Like when you when you jump on all those cabal ships, do you know what I'm talking about? Or I forget what it's called.
2: <laughs> Man, well, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that in the seasonal? Is it in the seasonal content? Or is it in? Yeah, like- it's in the it's in the Defiant Battlegrounds. Oh, not- okay. Wait. All right. I think I know what you're talking. Okay. Yeah. All right. You do kind of do
5: that a little bit. I see. Okay. I'm trying to Google it right now because I actually forget what are the season
1: devices.
4: There's the EDZ, the Cosmodrome, and then there's the Orbital
5: Prison. That's what it's called.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. orbital
5: oh okay orbital prison like yeah they're not on new planets or whatever but like
4: again i'm i'm all for just reusing planets because honestly i was kind of upset at first that it was like i had like two strikes per planet or whatever i'm like man i'd really like to come back to this planet more often but it gets really boring
5: if i only have to do two things
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's nice when they can you know add more value to your experience by giving you more variety and stuff to do. E yeah. So Neo Moon Patrol is also getting a number of changes, adjustments. So far, we have increased the spawn rate of Vex Force events in the Vex Incursion Zone. The partition activity will now. Uh, replay each week after earning your initial pinnacle powerful reward. there is a reduced rate for the rank and file red bar enemies uh, replaced by tougher elite orange bar enemies. They reduced the spawn rate of turrets, specifically in the I can't pronounce it it's a park <laughs> and in the future update, they are um adding certain patrols that will be easier to complete the terminal overload director will now be more reliable in matchmaking players who are actually trying to do terminal overload and a number of things for vanguard rankings as well including um a pass on the low map score multiplier and individual objectives mm-hmm. to everything feel better specifically guardian rank nightfall scoring and legend dares of eternity downies and they are also adding a throttle to prevent certain ex- exploits as an optimal score strategy
3: yeah
1: so <laughs> using that bungie is looking out for you um and there's quite a few things here with exotic armor too uh, that they have made changes to. They increased the exotic drop rate for the legendary and master lost sectors. So if you didn't get your exotic bread, here is your chance. Um, <clears throat> once most players complete the uh, yearly power climb, Bungie will again reevaluate the rate of your rewards. In the next season, uh, lost sectors are the only exotic sources in town, and they know that that can be difficult. So, in an upcoming season, they will be adding more paths for you to get your exotic suits done. Uh, The Vex Strike Force event in the Vex Incursion Zone will drop a new piece of exotic armor if you have any left to collect so psa that is good to know for that and if you don't have any exotic armor left to collect it will drop a random exotic roll so if you're chasing that perfect exotic god roll here's your chance any any thoughts on these uh, updates
2: yeah i actually like that i like <laughs> that that we don't have to just do lost sectors solo <sighs> i um, master and uh, legend that you can actually do this this vex strike force event in the vex incursion zone because I have a lot of exotic armor that I don't have yet because I just don't want to I don't either get the time to do it because I have so many things on the list that I have to do in the game or I just don't want to do it <laughs> and go grind a lost sector like right? so master or legendary. You know, so I like that they're given different other paths to getting these
4: exotics that I don't have. I just wish doing master raids would give you exotics like the new ones. I don't like soloing stuff. I'm not like I solo I I, I solo flawless like dungeons and everything just because it's like i need to do it for lfg day ones right because a lot of them ask like all those kind of stuff so i'm like i'll do it because it's a one and done but i just i i hate soloing i hate soloing lost sectors and and whatnot because i'm like this is boring why am i doing this alone this is what is this and i'm not even getting rewarded vex incursion zone has other guardians and that's what yeah that's why i'm happy that's a good uh,
2: change yeah
4: I'm just yeah. like, just let me just let me get the new exotics through, like, keep the difficulty. I don't care, but please let me do it with people, please.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I so agree. tired
4: of doing alone. I don't play Destiny 2 to be alone.
3: <laughs>
6: I agree with that.
5: So, yeah, it's a perfect thing for Vex Incursion to just have um, like the, and a way to get exotics,
1: so, which is cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I think these are really welcoming changes because, you know, Destiny is a co-op game. So like,
6: by putting exotics
1: behind a solo pursuit, I think it kind of goes against the nature of what the game is at its core. So I think that this is, in my opinion, a welcoming change. I think there are things that they should probably make available for players who want to do solo activities. Like, for example, if they get a special emblem, you know, or an emote or something that isn't necessarily tied to, like, having an exotic in the game, for example. So I, I think these are all welcoming changes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And finally. We got Season 21 previews for what's to come, Guardians. I hope you're excited for that coming in May. Let's go. We're like 45 days now, right? Something like that.
6: Yeah,
5: going to be awesome.
1: So Bungie will be adding two new armor mods in Season 21 to replace some key features that many players were missing from the pre-Lightfall builds. Powerful Attraction is one um, that will be added. When using your class ability, you collect all orbs of power within a radius determined by the number of copies of the mod you have equipped. That's interesting. Um, And then they also have the Elemental Charge. Uh, Collecting the subclass collectible associated with the damage type um has an escalating chance to grant you a stack of armor charge on strand this is granted by destroying tangles
6: and it looks like we're also getting
1: some new um Abilities for both the Titan Warlock and Hunter.
4: Yeah, we're getting the strand.
5: Uh, we're getting the strand aspects, or what are they? For, no, always mix up the two.
6: uh What are the big ones called? Aspects or the fragments? I think it's the fragments. Yeah, we're getting we're getting one new fragment for each. which is going to be
1: nice yeah and it it looks like based on what bungie had said um so they have three new strand aspects to lightfall owners that is coming in season 21 to open up even more build crafting possibilities uh bungie will be sharing more about them in coming updates so stay tuned for that but um we have um something new for both the titan hunter and the warlock for the warlock we have the wanderer for the hunter we have the threaded specter and oh i'm gonna butcher this one for the titan it is the uh fletched storm i think it's in fletched storm whatever that means but We'll have to definitely keep an eye out for that. And um, I'm curious, what do you all think about the changes that are coming with season 21 with uh, the new aspects and um, some of these new ability?
5: I think it's going to be fun because, um, well, uh, Fletchets are like bullets, basically. Um,
4: but not not they're like they're darts that get shot from a gun. So I'm like that'd be really cool. Um if we get like I, I assume Fletchett Storm is gonna have something to do with unraveling. And and I really hope it's going to be something that will let me unravel a lot more enemies, because I think that's always fun. Just seeing all those like little green things bounce off everyone like goblins. Just, oh, you're green now you're unraveled.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm curious, do you all think that. um, With season 21. That we are going to get enough to keep us playing and having fun throughout the remainder of next season.
5: I think that if
4: you keep if you've been playing this game since, sh- since shadow keep, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Since shadow keep and you've been still playing it. Cause you know, what's coming with the seasonal you ain't content going anywhere. You ain't going <laughs> no. anywhere. You know, what's coming. It's going to be the seasonal content. I think we're going to have enough. I think, I think the seasonal content is amazing because uh, yeah, people want to play like 24 7 all the time, but no game can do that. There's not a single game that you can just keep playing 24 um, 7. There are games yeah, that repeat a bunch of things like they're repeatable, but like at, at some point you just get bored, right? So like you can put Destiny 2 down and you can go play another game and Destiny 2 now with the seasonal content gives you that opportunity to do, to do more so I've been playing a lot more games. So I feel like I feel like as long as the story is good in and the, the battlegrounds or whatever they do is good, we'll be OK, especially with with all the stuff that's coming next season, including, like I said, and like a new dungeon, uh, 15 exotic changes, um, the LFG system, just a bunch of stuff is
6: coming next season. So I think we'll destiny will be fine. Well said. Well said.
1: Shadow Price, what about you?
6: Um, yeah,
2: I mean, that's, uh, I like, I'm going to keep playing. You know, I, I kind of planted my flag in this game. We we both did. We all did, you know, we're all here for it. So it's, uh, you know, I always look forward to seeing new content and things like that. And, you know, it's like, I still think it's better. The seasonal content we get now is still better than what we had Like when Destiny Two started, and things like that, you know, I feel like they're hitting their stride with you know this seasonal content. I just feel like it's improved. It's improved immensely since we've had it. Now, the you know the thing that people gripe about, and I can understand it, is those uh you know the the vendors when you go and you have to like get all the um, the seasonal vendor and things like that, you know. And I mean, it's kind of like i don't know how is it this season it's not so much uh seasonal vendor per se right i mean there's like just
4: a table it's just a a table
2: table. (laughs) yeah there's like no npc like at the table right i mean it's just got a couple upgrade things in it upgrade paths you know so i mean they've kind of lessened on you know the power grind a little bit but it's like every when you have a big expansion they do have less seasonal content in it, right? I mean, usually yeah. the because you know you got the you got the expansion and the story and the expansion. So, you know, they do provide less seasonal content with it. Not saying that it's not you know still good. And I'm you know I, I am behind. You know, I I, I still got to play that seasonal content and everything. You know, and it's but I I do enjoy have been playing and I'm definitely going to enjoy what I'm playing next season. So, so it's just, uh, yeah, I'm here for it.
1: Techstomper, Where can the guardians learn more about you and what you do in the destiny community?
4: Uh, they can check my art and updates on Twitter at D two Techstomper. They can check my YouTube out at uh at tech stomper 21 or just google tech stomper because there's a there's a weird glitch where it'll take you to a different channel for some weird reason um i have an ink blot uh same thing at uh tech stomper and uh if you ever just want to message me if you want a game or whatever you can just check check me out there dm me Yeah, those are the three places you can find me
1: Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your story. Thank and, you for uh, having me. It was fun as yeah, heck. Yeah, it was a blast. And uh, I'm I'm glad we finally had the chance to have you on the show. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with our community. It was an absolute blast.
4: Yeah, it's always nice to talk about Destiny because I'm always like, It's like, ew, Destiny, cringe. (laughs) Indeed. So it's always nice finding some similar minds that are like, yeah, let's go, Destiny. Let's go.
1: (laughs) For sure. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do?
2: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. And also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Friday night. Thank you again for having me
1: and guardians you can find the destiny show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we're on apple we're on spotify we're on amazon music and your favorite podcasting apps you can find us every friday night right here on twitch.tv slash the destiny show you can find us over in the destiny 2 community at destiny.show slash community you can also find us over on twitter at uh, Twitter.com slash The Destiny Show. We got a website. You can find us at DestinyShow.com. We are going global. And you can find us wherever you enjoy Destiny 2. And thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. We are just getting started. We have an incredible guest planned for you next week. We have a lot of really fun guests planned. For upcoming weeks and months ahead so we hope you tune in guardians thank you so much for joining us on the destiny show podcast we're gonna go play trials we gotta go get flawless and we hope you have an awesome evening guardians thank you for joining us tonight on the destiny show podcast good night and we will see you star side